Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of the Black Helmet Firefighter Podcast. My name is Brandon Doucette, and once again, I will be your host. First off, I want to thank everybody that listened in on the first two podcasts, and I want to announce on here that I am available on multiple platforms now. I'm no longer just on the Anchor app. I am now available on other platforms. I'm available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, as well as some of the smaller ones such as Breaker, Pocket Cast, and uh, Radio Public. So that's a wonderful thing. I am finally uh, up on some other platforms other than just Anchor. And I have a grand total of five plays, so I'm glad that there are five uh, listen-ins on the first two podcasts. I'm really happy about that, and I just want to say thank you to anybody that did listen in on the first two. So thank you all very much for that. Uh, it does make me feel good that somebody at least does want to listen to what I have to say. Today's episode is going to be about uh, what it's like to be a paramedic. You know, my second episode is what does it take to be a firefighter? And this episode is going to be um, how to be, you know, what it is to be a paramedic. Um, so I want to kind of go into detail about the schooling, uh, how long it took me to go through school. And, you know, some of the experiences I've had since I've gotten out of school. And, you know, I can't go into too much detail about the calls because of HIPAA, you know. But I do want to talk about some of my experiences as a, par- as a fresh new paramedic. And, uh, you know, inform anybody that isn't a paramedic that does listen into this podcast of um, what it's, what it's going to take um, to go through the schooling and stuff. So... Uh, without any further delay, let's go ahead and get in today's episode. So the first thing that I want to discuss is the schooling for a paramedic. It ain't easy. <laughs> let's let's just get that right out the gate. It is not easy. The schooling is very, very difficult. It's very long and uh, very um, tiring, you know. It depending on where you go it's anywhere from a year to two years you know uh, some schools require you to um, obtain your uh, degree while you're going to get your certification and uh, some schools don't you know uh, my schooling was a year all the way from january to december you know it was 12 months out of out of my life that i spent in a classroom learning how to be a paramedic you know so uh, some schools, like I said, they, it's a little bit longer because you have to go get your degree at the same time. Um, I know there are some schools that are a little bit shorter simply because it's all online, mostly do, um, do at your own pace, and then you go and spend you know, some time doing your, your skills and write-outs and stuff. But um, the, the, pretty much the average is about a year. To complete a paramedic program, the schooling, you know, if to begin with, you you have to have your EMT at a minimum to even be uh, accepted into a paramedic program. Uh, you have to obtain your EMT basic certification. It's a requirement from National Registry that you are at least a National Registry uh, EMT basic uh, before you can enroll in a paramedic program. You know, I was a paramedic, or uh, correction, I was a uh, EMT basic for uh, about five and a half years, almost six years before I uh, went and got my paramedic, before I started the schooling. You know, 
So you at least have to have, and you can jump straight into paramedic as soon as you get your uh, EMT basic, you can jump right into paramedic. And we'll discuss about that a little bit later, my opinions on that, but uh, you are able to do that. You know, you can either just jump straight into it or you can work for a little bit and then go do it. Um, so that's a, at a bare minimum, that's one of the requirements to go through paramedic school is you have to have your EMT basic. You know, like I said, schooling is very, very long, very tiring, very grueling because it's a lot of information. It is a lot of information. You are performing advanced care in the back of an ambulance on the way to a hospital. You're performing stuff that they do in ERs in the back of an ambulance, you know, going 50 miles an hour, 60 miles an hour, 70 if you're on a highway and you got a long transport. You know, you're performing those skills that they do in an ER in the back of an ambulance. You're performing some skills that not even registered nurses get to do. And, uh, you know, so you can definitely take a lot of pride in that, that you have all these advanced skills uh, that you're able to do, that you've been trained on, and that you get to use, you know. But, you know, before you can even go into that, you have to have the basic, the basic down. You know, you need to go through uh, anatomy and physiology. You have to go through the cellular level so that you can understand what is going on at a cellular level within the human body um, or how your treatments are going to affect the human body. So uh, it all, all begins with anatomy and physiology. You're going through a, a, a college course um, when it comes to anatomy and physiology. You're going through a college course and you're learning the in-depth functions of the body, the in-depth functions of the cellular level, because yes, you do, you do have to know uh, the functions of the body and how your treatment is going to affect the, uh, the body, the metabolism and uh, the, just how the body functions um, so that you don't screw, screw up stuff even more because there's already an issue now you're treating that issue and you have to make sure that you're not, you're not getting ready to do something that's going to make it even worse. So everything starts with anatomy and physiology. Next thing you're going to move into is kind of the legal aspects. You're going to go over the legalities of EMS, uh, the common legal terms such as uh, slander, liable, which are just common terms in general, but you have to know about them because when you write a report, you can um, be liable when, when you're writing. You can say something that can uh, be detrimental to somebody's character, and you can, it's, it's illegal to do that. You know, your reports are specifically for what happened, period, end of story, not um, your personal bias or feelings towards that person so you know you go into the legal aspects and how to write a report the the different terms and the shorthand writing um, that you're gonna come across in uh, EMS reporting you know and then you go into um, then you start going into uh, you know the history and uh, overview of EMS you know when it got its start and, um, you know, the first ambulances and the first time uh, a cardiac monitor was used in the EMS field and, 
you know, stuff like that. You know, you get into all that. You kind of go through the small mundane stuff first, and that'll lead you up into the big stuff. You know, the the big stuff being cardiology, airway. <coughs> Excuse me. I apologize. My uh, my throat's a little scratchy. Um, we've had some crazy weather down here in Texas, going hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, wet, dry, wet, dry. And right now the cedar pollen is crazy, and I'm allergic to it, so it's making my throat a little scratchy. So I I apologize if you hear me clearing my throat or um, coughing at all during this podcast. So, you know, you go through the small stuff, like I said, the legal stuff, and then anatomy and physiology, and then you start getting into the fun stuff. You start getting into pharmacology, the study of drugs. Drugs are fun. And I'm not talking about cocaine and marijuana and shit like that. No, I'm talking about, you know, the stuff that can correct the human body, that can correct a heart rate, that can fix a metabolism issue, that can bring a patient back to life. Those are fun because you learn so much about them and how it affects the human body and what you're doing to fix somebody. You know, that's that's the fun part of pharmacology. Downside to it. You have a lot of drugs to memorize. I had over a hundred drugs that I had to memorize: dosages, mechanism of action, um, you know how they work in the body, indications, contraindications when you cannot give it to a patient, um, you know, and stuff like that. And that's very, very detailed in and of itself because you have to know: okay, for this patient, I can give this drug. But if they have this situation or these these problems, I can't give it to them, you know. So now I got to find something else, you know. So that's that's really fun uh, about pharmacology. But it is grueling. Like I said, I had over a hundred drugs that I had to memorize, and uh, I I can honestly sit here and say that I don't have every single one of them memorized. But I can tell you definitely tell you that I know the common drugs. I definitely know the dosages that I need to give and the indications for them. So, you go through pharmacology. Uh, one of the other courses you're going to go through is cardiology. Cardiology is, at its bare, at the basic level, is knowing cardiac rhythms and how to treat them. Knowing the circulatory system and how to fix it if you need to. That in and of itself is so fun because it's a puzzle. It's a puzzle to figure out. Okay, they're in this rhythm. Why are they in this rhythm? Are they diagnosed with something, you know? Can I fix that rhythm? That is so fun. You know, it's fun to be able to sit there and play with the puzzle in your head of how how do I fix this or, you know, how do I um, keep them alive and how much electricity can I apply? You get to shock people when it comes to cardiology. You get to shock them. You get to give them electricity. As kids, we were told to stay away from the outlet because we were going to get shocked. As a paramedic, we get to shock people. We get to give them electricity. We get to basically stick their finger in the outlet to correct an issue. That's awesome. Again, it's long, it's grueling, it's tiring, and you have a lot to memorize. You know, you're looking at those those wavy lines on the cardiac monitor or on that piece of paper and going, holy crap, what the hell is this? 
you know, you get to the, you get to diagnose a rhythm in the field. You know, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. But it takes a lot of time to study that stuff and to understand the, the reasoning behind it. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, so uh, cardiology, that's, that's another hard one, but fun thing. Then you get into airway management. As EMT basics, we're taught basic airway management. Put the bag on their face, squeeze. Does their chest rise? Good. We're giving them oxygen. Awesome. I'm managing that airway. As a paramedic, you go a lot deeper than that. Now you start getting into, again, drugs. You start getting into um, what uh, medications you can give to fix uh, certain airway problems. You get to stick a tube down somebody's throat to be able to breathe for them. You... Uh, Learn how to cut somebody's throat open because you can't stick a tube down their throat. You get to cut their throat open. Who in the world can say that that is not awesome? Somebody who's squeamish? Okay, I understand that. But as paramedics, who in the world can say that is not awesome to do? You get to take a very sharp object and cut somebody's throat open. And that goes back to anatomy because you have to be damn sure you know what you're cutting you have to be damn sure you know your landmarks of where to cut so you don't slice open their carotid uh, artery and bleed them out <clears throat> you know so that's one of the fun things is airway um, and you also start and one of the other things you're going to start getting into is medical emergencies you're going to learn about different conditions and uh, diagnosis you know uh, you learn about them and uh, what's going on, how to fix them, or how to care for somebody that has a pre-existing condition and now is having um, an issue with that condition. So medical emergencies is one. Then you start getting into the trauma aspect, you know, how to fix a traumatic injury, or not fix a traumatic injury, but keep somebody stable enough to where they can get to a, um, a hospital where they can fix that issue. Um, you know, trauma is, trauma is pretty basic. I'm not going to lie. Medical emergencies is a little more fun because it's more of a puzzle, but, uh, trauma is pretty cool because you basically keep somebody alive after a horrible incident. You know, their arm got cut off. I keep them alive. You know, they've got third degree burns. I keep them alive. Somebody got knocked, knocked the hell out. I can keep them alive. You know, so trauma is pretty fun. And then you get into the special populations, which is, you know, your older folks or your uh, pediatrics, your kids. For me, kids scare the ever-living shit out of me. Kids scare the hell out of me because of two reasons. Number one, one of my first calls was a pediatric cardiac arrest. Um, so that stuck with me for a while, and it has caused me to kind of be wary around kids. Another reason, I have a kid. I have a one-year-old daughter and she is the light of my life and it scares me because now I know all the horrible things that can happen to her so um, like I said kids scare the hell out of me and you go through a lot with that um, so that's kind of in a nutshell what uh, what is going to be involved in the schooling um, like I said it, it took me a year to go through it so um, that's kind of what I, I just wanted to touch on um, with paramedic school. 
what all that involved. So um, the next thing that we're going to get into is uh, what it's like to be in the field, some of the experiences I've had as a paramedic since I got out um, back in December since I got my national registry. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. So next thing I want to talk about is the experiences that I've had as a, a paramedic and actually, you know, kind of go over my experiences, period, with paramedics um, since I've been uh, in EMS. So like I said in the first episode, I, I got my EMT basic at uh, 18 years old. And, uh, you know, I've, I've worked with a lot of paramedics since then. And uh, that has definitely shaped how I want to operate as a paramedic. Um, you know, just dealing with the different styles of different paramedics and treatment uh, styles. So um, that definitely shaped how I wanted to be as a paramedic. So and one of the first uh, experiences that I want to talk about is the paramedic that went straight from EMT basic to paramedic. Now... Do not take any of what I'm going to say as that is a stupid idea. It's not. I don't disagree with it. My opinions are my opinions alone. They are not designed to shape anybody else's opinions. I'm just going to tell you my experiences. And my experience is that quite a few of the people that went straight from EMT basic to paramedic with no real experience in between, um, they, they lack one thing, experience. That is not to say that, you know, some of the paramedics that I worked with, you know, that have been doing this for 20 years, that had went straight from EMT basic to paramedic didn't have experience. It's not it. The experience that I talk, that I'm meaning that what I'm talking about is, you have to think basic before you think advanced. You have to think minimal intervention as possible to help your patients. Meaning, start from the low end, work your way up. There are going to be some calls that are going to require you to do advanced stuff, but a lot of the times, you're basic skills are going to help you your basic assessment is going to help you there's a phrase that i like to repeat to a lot of the students that i've come across you know in my in my time in this field is paramedics save lives basics save paramedics your emt basic skills are going to help you the most because you're going to draw from what can I do as a basic to help this patient? You don't always need to push that medication. You don't always need to shock the hell out of somebody. Sometimes they just need supportive care. They just need a little bit of oxygen and for you to watch them. They don't need you to do all this advanced shit. You know? So, that's really what that phrase means is, your basic skills are going to save you in the end. Paramedics, yes, we save, we save lives. But nine times out of ten, it's your basic skills that are going to help you. It's that basic airway management. 
that basic squeeze the bag, give them a breath, that basic pumping chest, that's going to save them. Not necessarily the medication that you push. Yeah, there are some patients where you're going to have to push a medication to get them to come back to life, but that medication is not going to go anywhere if you're not pumping chest, right? If you're not pushing on that chest and circulating that blood, what good is that medication you just pushed? Absolutely nothing. If there's no circulation, that medication is not going anywhere but sitting exactly where you pushed it. It's sitting in the bone. It's sitting in the vein. It ain't going nowhere. It doesn't matter how much medication you give that patient. If they ain't breathing and you're not breathing for them, what fucking good are you doing? You're, you're not doing anything. Blood goes round and round. Air goes in and out. We need oxygen to survive. We were taught that in biology 101. You need oxygen to survive. And to do that, you're going to have to breathe for your patients. Yes, you can stick a tube down somebody's throat and it's going to be better for them. But what are you going to end up doing? Squeezing the bag. You're going to end up squeezing that bag, giving them oxygen. That's a basic skill. So... Basics uh, save paramedics and paramedics save lives. And if you go straight from EMT basic to paramedic, you don't have that. You most of the time you're not going to have that experience to draw from as a basic to work as a paramedic. So my feeling is the majority of the paramedics that went straight to it, straight out of EMT school, don't have that base of knowledge. That's the majority of them. I've worked with quite a few of those paramedics some of them some of the best paramedics I know but there are quite a few that I've worked with and that I know who still continue to think advanced is the only way to go and that's not true and some of those had a what's known as a paragod complex meaning they're the be- they're the hottest thing since sliced bread. You're not. <laughs> I certainly do not think I am the best thing since sliced bread as a paramedic. I'm still operating as a basic. I just have a new patch on my shoulder, and now I can do more advanced stuff. But I'm still going to act as a basic because that is what is going to help my patients the majority of the time. So... I just kind of wanted to touch on that experience. Some of the other experiences that I've had as a paramedic now, you know, it's <laughs> it's going to get into the fun stuff. You know, it's literally saving somebody because of the interventions that I performed. You know, it's because of the drugs that I push. It's because of the advanced stuff that I had to do, you know. Um one of the big experiences that I do want to talk about that I definitely tell uh, one of my partners at my main job that's going through paramedic school right now, um, they're learning IVs. Um, but one thing I definitely had to tell them was, look, it's going to take time. You have to get confident in your ability to perform an IV. And an IV is one of the simplest things we do as a paramedic, but it's something that's very easy to mess up. So, you know, I definitely, you know, draw on my own experience. When I first started IVs, I wasn't that great. I developed my skill. I got good at it. And it was funny to me because <laughs> as soon as I got my patch and I got into the field, 
you know, I was doing really great. There was hardly an IV that I did not get. It was just those really difficult ones that I didn't have the experience to get. But then I got in the field, and I was just missing them left and freaking right. I was blowing veins. I was, you know, missing them completely. I was missing easy spots to go for because I was too concentrated on the one spot that I was going for. You know, so <laughs> I tell them, you're going to suck for a little bit. And when I got out, I sucked for a while. Now I'm doing good. Now I'm doing good. I really don't want to jink myself, you know, some knock on wood real quick. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. But I've had now months to perfect my skill. I've had months to refine my IV um, achieving rate, for lack of a better phrase. Um, you know, since I got out, you know, I've had the chance to really do some advanced stuff. And it's it's kind of nice, but I'm still learning. You know, I'm still learning tips and tricks. And I'm passing on what I know to students and the knowledge that I have. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, you know, I'm passing on the, knowledge, the little knowledge that I do have to students and to other people, the tips and tricks that I've developed that maybe somebody else can use. And um, one thing I definitely have experienced is it doesn't matter how long you've been in. You could have been in for a couple of months or a couple of years or 10 years or 15 years you always learn something new. There's always something new to learn. Um, just with firefighting, there's always a new technique that we can train on. As paramedics, there's always something new we can learn as paramedics as to better treat our patients, you know. So, something else that I've really, that I've really experienced now as a paramedic is the responsibility has gone up, you know. It's, it's definitely taken a turn to where you call the shots. And that's both a good thing and a bad thing because now, yeah, that, that creates more responsibility for you and that's a cool thing, but at the same time, it's a bad thing. Or, you know, not necessarily a bad thing, but something you have to remember that now the buck stops with you. You're in charge of that ambulance. You're in charge of the patient care. You are the end-all decision-maker unless you're about to do something completely screwed up and hurt your patient. You know, the the buck stops with you now. You have to answer for every single move you make and every decision you make. You have to answer for it and justify it. And if you screw up, you screwed up. It doesn't matter who else did it. It was at your direction. You hold the total responsibility. Just as, as the EO of an engine or ladder holds the responsibility of apparatus placement and delivery of water, and the officer holds the responsibility of tactics on the fire scene, if something goes wrong, it falls on them. If something goes wrong in the back of the box, it falls on you as the paramedic. So you have to remember, you maintain, you have to maintain that, that sense of responsibility and doing what's best for your patients. So... You know, that's one of the experiences that I've had lately, and I definitely wanted to share that. Um, so, you know, I'm trying to think of some other experiences. I didn't really write anything down. This was like, I just wanted to kind of 
get a podcast out there, an episode out there, because I hadn't uploaded in a while, so I just want to try to formulate my thoughts here, so just uh, bear with me while I formulate something. Um, it's definitely nice being a young paramedic, you know, I'm 25 years old, I'm a young paramedic, it's definitely nice, and that's something I'm glad that I get to experience young in life is the responsibility and the, you know, just the awesomeness that it is to be a paramedic, and, you know, I'm so young that I get to experience, you know, experience this, and I get to, to learn still as I grow, you know, I've still got at least 20 plus years to learn and to become better, and it's something that's so great at a 20, as a 25 year old, that I get to do these things, you know, a lot of my friends don't get to do this, you know, outside the fire service, you know, my best friend is, is still in school and he's going to become a teacher. I'm doing stuff we never dreamed about in high school. We never even thought about pushing uh, medications to help a patient. We never talked about that stuff. I'm doing that at 25 years old and that's an awesome experience. And it's something that I'm thankful for every day. Um, that I get to experience this as a 25 year old and that I still have so much time to grow as a paramedic. So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty awesome to me. And I also think it's a really good uh, thing that I get to experience this with with my my daughter. you know, she's young and I'm a paramedic. I get to say, you know when you were when you were just a little baby, I was practicing as a paramedic, and now I get to teach her all the stuff that I've learned over the years. You know, that's something I'm definitely thankful for, that my daughter is going to have that knowledge base because I'm going to be able to teach her that stuff. You know, and every father loves to teach their daughter something. You know, we love to teach her, um, you know, how to fix things so she can handle stuff herself. We can teach them to become an independent woman when they grow up. Not only is she going to be independent because of what I teach her um, on the outs on the other things, but she gets to know medical stuff. She gets to know firefighter stuff because she's going to grow up in this life. She's going to grow up with with her dad as a paramedic, and that's probably the biggest thing that I'm thankful for that I get to experience. I'm so thankful that I get to experience that and. You know, I hope that somebody else does too, or somebody else can uh, attest to that and agree with it. Um, you know, it's just, it's an awesome feeling and something I'm thankful to God for every day. <sighs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. So, you know, those were just some of the experiences that I, I wanted to share uh, with you guys. So I want to end this episode with thanking everybody for listening in. Uh, again, um, I really appreciate you guys listening to me talk for the period of time, whatever, how however long these episodes are. I really want to thank you guys for listening in, and um, I definitely want you guys to comment, subscribe, tell other people about it. Say, hey, there's this new dude out there who's just talking. He's just talking. Um, so definitely, you know, bring it up to other people and let them know that I'm out there and I just want to thank everybody for listening in. Please, 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 please subscribe, comment, leave me a voice message and leave me a review. Um, 
let me know what I can do better. Let me know um, how you're liking the podcast so far and what you don't like about it. You know, if there's something with the audio that I can fix, I can definitely, you know, I'm still learning uh, audio software, audio editing software, so I'm still kind of tinkering with it. Um, so please leave me a review, talk to me, let me know how you're liking it um, and what you don't like. Um, but just thank you guys so much for listening in um, to the last two, and thank you for listening in on this one. I really appreciate it. It, it definitely makes me feel good that at least somebody is listening in and it's definitely given me the drive to create more content um this episode i know is a little bit shorter than the last one um i really just wanted to kind of get something out there because i hadn't uploaded in a while so uh this episode is a little bit shorter um but just stay tuned guys i'm definitely thinking of content I'm going to get a little more organized with my content. I know it kind of seems all over the place and it seems like it's very short, but I'm going to get a little more organized once I, you know, sit down and think of topics that I want to do that I want to talk about and, you know, I'm I'm getting there. It's this is still kind of new to me and I'm still trying to figure it out, but you know, thanks for taking the time to listen in to me just kind of ramble on for, you know, 30 45 minutes. You know, thank you very much for listening in. Um, like I said, please subscribe, um, leave me a review, give me a voice message if if you like it. Give me a shout out if you don't like it. Give me a shout out. Tell me what I can do to improve, to make this better for you guys. Um, I have some ideas that I want to do. Like I've been saying, I do have some ideas of topics that I want to discuss. I just need to sit down and iron them out and make it better, more enjoyable for you guys um you know so that you continue to come back and listen to what i have to say um but you know thank you guys very much for listening in and uh this has been episode three thank you all very much and we'll catch you on the next one